Hello and welcome to Gatsby Fridays, a show about getting the best out of a creative life from two creative directors working around the world and based in New York City. I'm your host, Sarah Semi. And I'm Alex Tremilio. The burnout we experienced last year made us rethink a true work-life balance. We ask, how do we produce meaningful work while navigating our friendship and creative partnership at the same time? I'm Sarah. And I'm Alex. And, and this, this is Gatsby, Gatsby Fridays. Fridays. Alex, before we get into our conversation, let's do a check-in. How are you and what are you wearing? I am wonderful now that I've figured out how to use <laughs> this multi-track studio that we're in. Um, I, I'm happy that, you know, it's that thing where you learn a new technology and you finally, I've not mastered this <laughs> by no stretch of the imaginations. Engineering is not my thing, especially sound engineering. But I'm just happy that we could hit the ground running and get started. You know, today is a lot cooler than it was yesterday. Yeah. So I am happy for that. And this is the first time in this whole week that I've not sweated by taking three steps outside. So that helps, certainly, to keep my cool. I'm wearing a, the, seems to be the shirt of the moment, a knit polo, which I really like. It's all retro. And some long pants and, and some suede shoes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm feeling good. Sarah, how are you and what are you wearing? I'm good. I'm, uh, I'm a little tired. I'm wearing a tropical shirt and some cut-off jeans. I barely put these on and then on the way out I realized I even forgot my jewelry. I don't know. Oh, yes. I'm you, like, you... I feel so naked. <laughs> no neck <laughs> interest. Nothing. Neck, neck, ear, nothing. Like everything is off. Like I, the things that I never even take off and I'm just like, oh, I don't have time for this. I'm running. I, I do better in the summer. So I, you throw on one colorful shirt and that's it so it just makes you did picks you, up the mood a little bit but did you get dressed today specifically to come here yeah i work from <laughs> home when i work, when i'm at home why would i wear like you know waistlines and stuff especially in the summer in the winter at least it's yoga pants and a sweatshirt in the summer it's long maxi dresses all like you know t-shirt material no waistline i guess you've i I guess you figured out how to differentiate work mode and lounge mode at home despite wearing no, there's no such comfortable thing. clothing at home. If, like I'm you don't... home. if I'm home, whether I'm working or not, I wear the same stretchy things. Yeah. Um, usually all the yoga pants get you know, transferred into home outfits because they're no longer as stretchy. Because you don't want that sports compression sitting in it all day long either. Of course. So the of course old, not. old stuff gets like, you know, become like, oh, house stuff. I'm curious because during the pandemic when we were all working at home, I still got up at the same time. I guess it's a, it's a force of habit and still got dressed even it's though I was staying habit, home. Yes. And then, of course, as the weeks became months and the months became years, I've, I've started simmering down and wearing much more comfortable knitted fabrics yeah well so. i went through that when i first went out on my own so like i when i first started i would just get up that no one was expecting me anywhere i would do my morning routine like i was going to someone's office shower work out put like proper clothes on go to my you know like we work spot and then it'd be like well the, i could have worn my yoga pants i didn't have to bother i could have worn anything i didn't have to be here i didn't have to like it's, it's how you want to present yourself in public in general, but the formal expectation of getting up and putting stuff on, you forget very quickly. Like Years of practice you had ahead of yeah. everyone. 
like five years before the quarantine hit. So yes, everyone just caught up with me. Alex, so we took a long pause from recording after our last session, which was last season, end of August. So it's almost a year. We usually do just a couple months in between to refocus. Yeah. Um, we recorded 19 episodes without a break. Mm -hmm. Dropped every Friday <laughs> without fail. <laughs> I mean, as proud as I am of the quality and the consistency of the week we put out there and shared with the world, it was just a lot. Um, it's not the, it's not like even the coming up with the subjects we have always never, we're never short of subject matter. It's just the production of edits, art, this, like just get it on on time. Um, we both felt the fatigue of that breakneck schedule of work. And then there's home and there's clients, there's bosses and like all of the, this whole, like the balance of getting this out. This is, this is our side project. It took a toll on the friendship and the partnership. What are your thoughts about that and feelings? Everything you said is, is correct. I mean, uh, it was a long season. Last season, we did 19 episodes. And look, this is my first podcast, so I don't know what <laughs> or how production schedules work on others. I know that every time, every, every week that we got together, Tuesday was recording, Wednesday and Thursday was editing. Friday was posting uh, or dropping the uh, dropping the the episode and then rinse and repeat. The very like on start, starting Sunday, I'd be writing the next script for the next episode. Nineteen times. Yep. <laughs> that was that was intense. That was intense. But that led to my own personal burnout, and I, I could only speak for that because of other obligations, work and family, and all the other things that you mentioned earlier. I also, one of the biggest things that I think I started to feel was the sense of obligation to you to make sure that we produced not only a quality podcast, but like quality within ourselves to put out there. And I felt that I wasn't doing that. I felt that I was letting you down if I if I did not arrive as my full self, which is strange. I don't always arrive with my full self sometimes. You no, know? but this is a different thing. We are working together to do this. It's unlike our friendship that has lasted, you know, over over almost two decades. Being friends and hanging out with you casually is fantastic. And that is that aspect of our lives. But this is such a different moment in our lives. I it's funny because we were just talking about relationships earlier. I don't know how to classify this part of our relationship. I truly believe that you are my creative soulmate. Same. And, and we do this together and I don't I was not sure how to transition to that from our friendship. But we'd already been doing it for two years by then. I know mean, one whole year today to this summer is the second year. Even though those years were were difficult and hard to do. I think this this last season really tested me. <laughs> no, me too. It really tested my not not the whole notion of that we could come up with with episodes or ideas or anything, but really how do we continue being friends and creative partners at the same time? Because I still miss my friend. I still needed my friend. Yeah. And I felt 
that I couldn't come to you as a friend. Because we were doing this, that took over everything. This took over everything about who we were to be this now. And I get it. Relationships and, and, and transition and people transition and we ride that transition. I was stumbling. I was stumbling. That, for me, that wasn't the case because part of this is we always make a drink, talk before we start recording. There's yeah. this whole like, that's for me, that was like always doing the friendship part because we don't always record everything we talk about. We're friends. Like there's, we complain about bosses. We complain about this. We you know, catch you up. talk about, yeah, I mean, catch up. I tell you what I did. You tell me what you did. You talk about your trip, whatever. So like the friendship wasn't completely missing for me. For me, it was very project related burnout. I didn't feel like I lost the friendship. I think that we were growing into a different form that I didn't know what it was yet. It didn't shake me as much. For me, it was more like, there's all this potential with this project, but it's just you and me. And between the two human beings with other obligations of being civilized human beings, generating income, being friends to other people, being family man for you, like all of those things, of course, have their place. So then when we don't have help, we have all these ideas. We came up with so many ideas last oh, summer. Yeah. We, well, we did the videos, which took over for me. Like, that's why I'm glad like we left that behind this season. But like there was the Patreon idea and there was this idea. And then, okay, we have all the ideas, but neither of us, video like, who's going to, who's going to do that? Like, yes. Okay. So to put it on to like, to put the video on paint, painting on someone needs to edit it. You can't do it. I can't do it. Who's going to do it then? And then for me, that became like, a successful project started failing because we felt like we had to expand our offering every season without really finding our cadence just yet. Yes. Because, you know, you're a dreamer. I'm a creative. You tell me something needs to get done, I'll get it done. Like uh, that drive and it didn't get done. So that's what made me feel like, what are we doing here? If we're not going to reach its full potential, then we're burning ourselves out. That's stressful. That was very stressful. It's really stressful. stressful. It's also very stressful for me to think like, okay, well, this is... This is our side project, and we don't want this to be just, like you said, it has so much potential. We don't want it to go to the wayside, and we want to figure this out to really make this something bigger than what it is now. That's a lot of pressure. It is. That's a lot of pressure. That got to me, and I felt that I was not arriving with my full self, like my 100% self, to do this. Yeah, well, after 19 episodes, of course, because you're like, okay, I've done this already. Like, I need this to be done. I need a break. Needed a break, needed time to reassess what this was about, what we're trying to accomplish, and also knowing that I I still need to come to the table with ideas, with with relevance to, to how this should work and flow. I never doubt our potential for ideas. I think maybe that's the thing. Like for me, it's more like we can talk about ideas all day long. That's why we can talk without any like pressure. Like that's why always the conversation, whether it's recorded or not, flows. The thing is, okay, so now this is the first thing we have produced together to this extent. Like, you know, you you were when you were doing your filmmaking, I came and help, or you you know, like you're doing your photo shoot for your brand, I'll show up and hold whatever you know, fix the guy's hair, whatever that is. That's just me showing up to support. Hmm. That's not our joint venture. We will always support each other's creative endeavors, but this is a joint venture. This is when you have to like show up fully and deliver. And when both of you have crazy ideas and I'm like, my personal perfectionism that always gets me is it needs to get done. 
and it, I, and I can't do crappy work knowingly just to get it done. So then I end up staying till four in the morning masking the photo because now we ran out of like, cause we initially didn't intend 19 episodes. I kind of just organically, it got extended because we wanted certain guests and like, you know, scheduling guests and you know, end with that. So then that meant that we weren't prepared to go that far. I didn't have the artwork prepared. And I was like, they're like masking your silhouette at four in the morning. That is not like, that's that's the kind of creative work I don't do anymore. I don't even get paid for that because some junior does it. Not that I'm too good for it, but it's also like 19 times over. I'm like, oh my God, like four in the morning, I'm just like seeing pixels. And that's not, and, and the things that I wanna do is, I want us to like put out videos of like, the, we've done the cover, like, you know, so, but I've already set this tone for this cover. Now I can't go back. Like it's like putting yourself in a corner with your own expectations is my specialty (laughs) (laughs) and then burn myself out. So that I brought that here. So it's the same, the same. You handled the visuals and I handled the audio and I am there really finicky about what we sound like, especially what I sound like. I hate my voice. Well, I I hate mine too. So, but I know that this is more important than my vanity. So I made sure that we sound the best that we could sound, but also be authentic to ourselves and sound who we sound like, and not lose our voice. That vanity comment, I like. I love that we were we recorded all these our our usual check in on video. We set it up. We had a whole setup. We like you know once you figure out what the setup is, then it's like streamlined. Move this. Move that. Like this is where the camera stands. This is where the light is. Like we had it all done. What nice lights. And then <laughs> I, I I don't I think we stopped recording the check in after the fifteenth episode or something or like some, somewhere around there because no one was editing it. Then we're just putting all this effort and like recording it and it was just not. It was just for me like nineteen episodes. We quit it quit recording it at 15 that like that hurts even saying it out loud right now and then but no one like who's gonna edit that somebody needs to edit it somebody needs to put it in a format that it can be put on social media it can be put on whatever like all of those things it's labor it's time consuming and figuring out again if we figured out how to do it then it could have been streamlined but it's still a lot of like repetitive production work that is no longer the creative side of what we were working on just to get things done. We had the creative idea. The idea was great. We did it. It's Do you just, feel you know, it wasn't... Be- I, I hear what you're saying. Like We had an intern doing like video editing for us, and if we told them what to do, that person would have at least produced the things. And at that point, if it was produced, I wouldn't be so perfectionist. Be like, I'd rather have it out than not. But we didn't have anyone to even edit. So like, it's just like doing this, basically bootstrap, no investment, no help. I think it's still pretty impressive considering how we did it. But also, yeah, there's a lot of things that we get so close. I hate missed opportunities. And they're like, you know, we got so close to that opportunity. We did, we still, I mean, this is where we are now is proof of our of not missing an opportunity. Oh no, no, I mean, but the opportunity to just leverage those check-ins at the time that they that they were recorded and relevant. What well, if we put them on now? It's like it's from a year ago. Yes, they won't. I'm be, not the same person. You're not the be, same person. The conversations are already like from a year ago pre- episodes. But don't you think that's part of the experimentation of what we do and how we do it? Like. It, it, we needed to do those because we thought we needed to do those. Yeah. And that and I don't I don't mind putting in the work. Like I don't mind that we did it. Oh yeah. 
I know what I know. I understand what you're saying about the missed opportunity, but I think we. For me, it just felt like you know we failed in delivering that aspect of the project, and that I that's what that's what started to build up for me. Mm. There's because it wasn't just one missed opportunity. There's this one, that video, and then there's that video, and then there's you know like uh, we can do the ads and all of like all of the little things that needs to get done, and you didn't do them. I didn't do them either. Neither of us had the time. So that made me feel like, okay, the project can't seem to be reaching its full potential. And mm. that makes me feel like a failure and that it leaves a bad taste. And then, then I lose the joy in the project. I was actually going to bring that up. I, I wanted to ask you, did you feel that you were not having fun towards the end of the process, towards the end of last season? Yes, but also I have to, I have to acknowledge that last year, August, was one of the most difficult times for my immigration process so I was in a place where I was just sitting and waiting and I was not in a very positive mental space and that energy also carries through yes you know like we are we always show up as who we are whether we're having a good day or a bad day but that like looking back at it now it was very already a hard time for me to just have joy in general like I, I put this application together for three years which included this project too and then you hand it off and you wait for your fate yes <laughs> to be determined for you like every like by the time that was out of my hands actually like when i'm in the run and the grind i'm i'm better like i know like i'm working towards something there was nothing to work towards anymore because i had already handed it and submitted the application so then it felt like okay well i submitted it like now i just want to stop doing everything for a split second and just like sit with the anxiety of it but i didn't have the time because to do this and that's like that like you know that also carries through it adds on to my burnout at the end of 19 episodes so that maybe if the 19 episodes was not called you know coinciding with that particular difficult moment maybe i would have handled it better but you know there's always what ifs that's not you know yeah but i was going to say it's interesting that now we've transitioned to having our friend conversationships on a podcast which is so meta to me because we used to have these conversations. I'm sorry, I have to interrupt. You used the word meta as if like the, this freak meta reality in, in, in a casual conversation as a verb. I know. Or, you know, or, or no, not a verb, but like well, a descriptor. Meta means, meta means a different thing now. You caught on to that pop language real quickly. <laughs> I'm refusing it still. Anyway, sorry. Sarah, we've been friends first, and that's the core of the foundation of Gatsby Fridays, our role being co-creators. How do you think we communicate as hosts versus friends? How do we keep the two separated? I don't think we keep it separate. I think I, I think that's what makes this conversation easy to record and hopefully easy to listen to because we're not reading scripts, even though like you know we prepare and we have things written out. The conversation is always you and me. We've been talking for 20 years, so there's no like, there's no pretense here. I can just stop you and say, did you just use meta and make fun yes, of you? Like you can say, Sarah, don't say that. Like we can, <laughs> we can always have that back and forth because I'm comfortable talking with you. So then there's no pressure about it. That comes from the friendship and co-hosts doesn't change that. Um, the creator part, I think, is the trickier part because yes we both have our own way of doing things. I think our, the foundation of our friendship has always been being 
good people. <laughs> Hopefully, yes. First and, and foremost. To each other and and respect. So when when there's respect, I think then that's what resolves everything. I don't ever question if you're giving your best. I already know you're doing the best you can. So it's never about oh why why is this not happening? Like it's not that. So the production, the the co-hosting part flows. The co-creating part, we already like somehow like settled into our roles. Now you're the you're the king of sound engineering for I this project. Say, I would not say king. For this project, you are because if I sat and tried I would to say do fool everything of that sound you creation. Have, you had to learn all of this. Now you're doing it. I mean, just because it takes time or it's challenging to figure out doesn't mean that you haven't delivered. Like I have so much respect for all the work that you put into this, and that's all. That's where that's all that matters, and that respect comes from being friends for 20 years knowing who you are as a person so i don't question any of it i think for me that that's why i was surprised your burnout was not finding the friendship in the project because i think the project is what it is because we're friends i was scared of that i was scared about losing you as a friend and having you it's going to sound weird to just say just be a co-host but it would be like a co-worker and I don't want to. I don't ever want to see you as just my coworker because even when we were working together, we were, we were more than just coworkers. We were friends. Yeah. We we went out. We thought together. We really had in depth conversations about life and art and and the struggle to pursue, you know, happiness and and our creative endeavors uh, independently of each other. By the way, you went. To, you decided to go to grad school. I decided to. Yeah. Do whatever I did here, pursue my to pursue my interests. Yeah, but you, you realize like I left and I was so lost in grad school. And the two people who came through for me when I was trying to figure out my thesis was Aaron and you. You were the two people I called because Aaron is smart and he knows me because I've known him since I, I don't even like Aaron's favorite expression for us is we don't remember meeting each other because that's how little we were. And and you. You, you need help. to explain who Aaron is in Aaron, life. Aaron is my childhood friend, clearly, okay. from this conversation Good. we met as kids. So, like, the two people in my life that I called to come through because when I was in that world, the thing that makes sense is people who knew you before. So, like, even when we pursued different endeavors, like, I would call and be like, well, I'm trying to figure out this thesis. Like, I'm a little lost. And then we would talk. So yes. that helps. Like, I remember that's, those days. Yeah. So, like, that's also part of the friendship that's why we can sit here and talk because who else will i ask for creative help like <laughs> right like same. there's no one else it's same there's no one else i can have also my nerdy side which i always like now that i'm older and i present myself differently i guess with my hair and my style whatever it is like what i do with my makeup or my clothes it always amazes people that i'm actually a huge nerd on the inside um, I was just having this conversation. I just, uh, I'm upgrading my laptop. And for the first time in my creative career, Apple Air, like the Air book, whatever it is, is now s as strong as a pro. So I don't have to buy the pro because it's a million pounds to carry around. Oh, yes. And I was like, that was such a highlight of my moment. And I'm telling this person that I just recently met and he goes, realize you were such a nerd about these things i'm like <laughs> yes i know it doesn't look like that from the outside but you know how much of a nerd i am oh my not goodness. only that you are as much of a nerd as i am we we yes we can we can totally geek out together on almost anything 
so for me, this this never jeopardized that. I, my worry with maybe losing the friendship because of the project would have been I get in a mood and I get snappy and I say something that was maybe not fair or, you know, like that would have been inappropriate or something that would hurt your feelings and they would kind of put a wedge in between. Because mm. when you are that stressed out after... 19 episodes you came to a point where it's just like so tight i remember like one of the last episodes you showed up and i was like in tears because i couldn't get this one letter for the last thing of the application i was in like i was in such a crisis mode but this needed to be recorded so then you know you have to snap yourself out of that but there was a meltdown moment and i worry those things will reflect but then also i remember we've been friends for 20 years you've seen me in crisis modes before it's nothing new it's you know that it wasn't meant for you it wasn't about you oh yeah and of course you know where it came from so like that's that's the foundation of everything but i know that the the ebb and flow that we have i know when to push you and when not to push you and i know when you don't want to be pushed which is which is fair which is fair i mean that's that's everyone's relationship with anybody the fact that the show always needs to go on is impressive that that which is not a surprise because I've known you for so long, and I know no matter what, you'll arrive to finish the project, and then some. And that, to me, is so impressive. That's what keeps me doing this, because I know I'm doing this with you. Well, for me, I know that I'm doing it with you, and you will always have the ideas. And like sometimes I'm like, Alex, come back to the world. Like, who's gonna do that? <laughs> Don't like you know. But I love that you know like. Those are our strengths, right? You're going to just go dream it off and I'll be like, oh, okay, let me challenge you on that because that's what I do. I yes. poke things and I'm like, I don't know. Are How you sure? How realistically like, are you going to do this? And then I'm going to question the reality like the reality of the situation if it can be done. Um, but also, like, you know, when it's my personal shortcomings that come into play, you wanted to video. And I was like, I, I, I did not sign up to be in front of the camera. That requires a different kind of prep every time we record. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I'm still in public right now, so it's fine. But do okay. I want to look like this in, in, in front of the camera But this today? Probably not. But I didn't have that pressure. But last <laughs> summer when you wanted that, and I was like, absolutely not. I just came out of the quarantine. I do not like how I, like, look. I don't like how I look, how I feel. I don't even know what clothes I have. I haven't worn them in two years. Like, I don't want it. But that was not enough of a reason. You said it. You were like, okay. And then I came back a week later and I was like, okay, fine. I found my angle. There you go. So like, I also know like when I have that knee jerk reaction, because you don't push, I come back and say, okay, this is how I can do it. You were right. And that's why it works. Because if you make a mistake, you can come back and say, okay, that was my mistake. I'll fix it. Or I'll, this is how I can make it work. You find what works. And that that's, that's quality conversation there. <laughs> We both arrived to that. We both do that. But there's also boundaries that I've learned to set. I also have, like, I complain about this, but then I also feel like, well, you know, well, I don't, I don't have a family. I should be able to do this. I should be able to put the extra time. But no, just because I don't have the family doesn't mean I have all this, like, infinite amount of, like, time that's nor sitting around I, to be used. Nor do I hope you don't feel that I push you to not do you. because of that. I generally have oh, that. I'm okay. like, well, you know, well, I know he's busy. I, I should be able to do this because it needs to get done. Then I sh it, sh it should it needs to get done. So somebody's gonna do it. Clearly, you can't. So then I should do it. But then I put that up on myself. Uh -huh. But and that also pushes me to a burnout. But this year, now we have this beautiful studio. So now our circumstances are different. 
we could try to do that video here but i don't think this i mean as beautiful as a studio is doesn't have the eclectic feel of our like you know the bookcase and like i like, the like, I like right the, like there was nothing wrong with the setup no I the like setup it. was great so then i'm like well you know what like that's something we can cut out and this season we try this yeah. And then we see what we can add after this and see what this goes and how long this place is available and all of that stuff. So like I, I knew that the first thing that was going to go was going to be the videos, like a lot of like, OK, this is how it needs to get done. We also learned what works and what doesn't. So that also allows me to set boundaries on how to do things that works for me and my schedule so I don't burn out, so I don't ruin the project. When we get back, we will continue our conversation. This is Gatsby Fridays. Sarah, what have we learned in that time? That time in the past where we were thinking about the burnout, that long third season that we had to go through. What did what did you get out of that? What did you what do you think you can do better? Um, one thing, we don't do nineteen episodes next time. <laughs> yes. We don't do well, we don't do nineteen episodes and try I, to also I, record videos at the same time. That Unless we have help, but yes. um, like I think I think twelve episodes is a good set, set for us. I think it's it's just for the cadence of life, to be able to not like you know come back with fresh because the first season we did twelve and then we came back so excited <laughs> like that we took we this took a month so break easy. and we were like oh yeah, <laughs> so definitely like knowing we learned our own limitations definitely so of what we can do just the two of us, um, that's one thing um, I. I'm also, this is my personal shortcomings in life of focusing on the negative. I tend to dwell in it and then it like the burnout. I'm so burnt out. I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to talk about it. I'm done. Hmm. I don't want that. I don't want to show up with that here. So that time that we spent not recording, I also was working on myself because we always do that anyway. I, um, I have a... I, it's about the joy of the project. If this is no longer feeling good for either one of us, then we have to stop and talk to each other. Yes. I think that is the most important thing. For me, I think right before we started, when you just didn't talk to me and you came back with this really formal message, I was trying to be respectful and I was like, you just ghosted me and came back with a formal <laughs> message like you're quitting. Like the, It's like a letter of resignation to the HR. And like you, when you explain it, it makes sense. But from the outside, and I was like, I haven't heard from you in two weeks. When have you gone for two weeks without talking? Yes. And then strange. you show up with this very formal. Why? <laughs> I was like, I think we, I learned that. Well, I thought that you needed space, so I didn't. I didn't touch. I was like, he'll come back when he comes back. Like when you're ready to talk. I just didn't expect the formal message, and I was like, Well, that what? was part of that. Who was, is this? That was part of trying to understand where we were with this. Like that was. The friendship or the podcasters doing also just doing a community like just doing this communal project together was it was a big thing for me to try to figure out like how can I tell you that I am not there yet and I thought if I did that I'd be letting you down and so I tried to rationalize it and it didn't come out obviously the way I wanted it oh, to come out. Oh, it never does, but that's the thing. So like if we talk, then we can figure out where we both are and find a good time to start doing it again or whatever. Like the not talking, I was like, okay, I guess he's done with the project. He's just not, he doesn't know how to, like, you don't understand. I, I date online 
And this is like, <laughs> I'm so used to being ghosted that I'm like, didn't expect this from this relationship. Okay. <laughs> oh, no. You know, like, so oh, I figured, no. you know, like, you were done. You just didn't know how to tell me because that's usually how the dating thing goes. Oh, boy. Right? Like, when oh, someone I, just, I, someone avoids you, they, they're <laughs> either going to keep avoiding you for months on end and that's it. Or, like, they just don't know how to come to terms with telling you. Um, so, for me, that was like, okay, so he's MIA. So, that means you're done. I think what I've learned is I didn't want to poke and say, where are you? What are you doing? Why are you not talking? I just needed, I figured you needed space. So I just let you have it. I just was surprised by how you came back. And I was like, I, well, I don't know what to do with this now. I've been waiting for this text and this is it. <laughs> I am sorry, but so, you know what? I'm glad. I, as awkward as maybe that text was uh, for, for context, it was just really were. formal. But that's where it was. And I'm glad I did it because it just proved to me that once again, First and foremost, we're friends, and I could still come to you as a friend and really share my 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 idiosyncrasies or insecurities about how I'm feeling about this or or anything, and that's the point. The point that's the point I think. Yeah, the point is like for me, that point is okay. So don't make assumptions. <laughs> this is Alex. This is not some random person. I like. I, we can talk and we can have conversations about where we are, about the project, without failing each other. Because I think when we don't talk is when we fail each other. That's, that's well put. <laughs>